0: Greetings, my intergalactic family. My name's Ricky, and welcome to Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural podcast. We'll talk about everything from UFOs to ancient megalithic sites to Bigfoot and the supernatural. We're going to talk about all of it on this podcast. Now let's all hop on the tic-tac and let's take a ride down this interdimensional wormhole. Wormhole. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural. Today I have a very special guest on. He was actually one of the inspirations for all of this. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome my father, Rick Sr. to the show. Hey Dad, how's it going?
1: Hey son, how you doing Ricky? Doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for letting me participate in your show, your podcast. It's a privilege for me uh to um, add to anything that I can because of my multiple experiences with the supernatural and UFOs.
0: Well, thanks for being on that. I appreciate you taking the time out of the day to be on the show. The last few episodes, we've been talking about UFOs and the UFO phenomena. I'd like to start out the episode by asking you, what drew you to the subject of UFOs?
1: That is a very interesting question because it was almost like an inspiration, a uh, an attraction that I had towards these uh, the UFO phenomena, and one of the things that really. Uh, triggered my interest when I finally found out that, you know, you know I should look into this a little bit further uh, was when I read uh, the famous book of Eric Von Bonaghan, The uh, Chariots of the Gods. Mm. And that really, really inspired me to pursue more information and, uh, about the subject. Because at that time, we were talking about the uh, late 70s when I was about, I don't know, 13, 13 14 years old, maybe middle set. No, I should say middle 70s. And um, I became extremely interested uh, uh, with the subject. And unfortunately, for many many years Uh, I was uh, made fun of I was uh, 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 ridiculized if that's the correct word
0: ridiculed
1: Ridiculed by uh, many people, even my fam- some of my family, uh, that uh, aliens were not real, that they did not exist, and I would try to explain to them: Look, we live in in a universe that has 170 plus billion galaxies. Surely, there's life on other planets. And they have, they're probably more advanced than we are and have been able to, to use uh, spaceships or uh, forms of transportation that we haven't even glimpsed or we haven't even thought about, you know. And as you can see clearly in, in, in a very short time, we have gone from, from the Wright brothers. That flew uh, a wooden plane to stealth aircrafts uh, in a matter of, of, of nothing, uh, and surely that there must be uh, something that that is still not clear to us. But the disclosure is coming soon, finally, and I can finally tell all these people. You see, you know, you make fun of it, but now you see that it's real. We are not alone. Right, and I feel, I feel satisfied that now these people that people in general are beginning to believe this is this is something that that's happened and as i have heard and i'm i'm just saying the words of somebody else who said it i don't remember but it's it's something that i have thought about very much but the way that they said it made it more clear This could have such a tremendous impact on society as we know it, because that could change everything. It could change even religion as we know it, because once they come, because they're here already, there's no question about it. But once the disclosure comes and we actually learn more about what's going on, religion is going to be a big topic because we're going to see if our religion, like they said, I'm, I'm quoting somebody else, but it was something that I had thought about, will their religion mirror our religion? Mm-hmm. Or will it be something completely different? Mm-hmm. Do they have same God or what you know or or do they there's no God you know that could really break civilization as we know it but there must be a higher there's no question in my mind that there is a higher power that guides us and that we're all connected in some way because I have had other experiences that we will talk another uh, on another day in the in the paranormal, the supernatural that have simply no explanation so there's got to be something because a lot of people wonder if things happen by coincidence or it's already uh, there There are no coincidences coincidences you know, there's a reason for things to, to happen so we will talk about that in Podcast and another show. But for now, I would like to stick to the UFOs. Um, I always, always wanted to see a UFO. You know, even my aunt used to make, uh, uh, Beatrice on my mother's side, she used to make fun of me because every time we got on a plane, I would sit by the window hoping to see something, you know? And I looked and I looked. The closest thing that I came to a UFO and I think we were flying over Cuba and that was kind of scary. A fighter plane came so close to our plane that I said, My God, you know, this is this is not a UFO, this is the real thing. So I guess they were checking us out. But for years and years, you know, I tried and I looked up in the sky and I never I never saw anything unusual, you know, as much as I wanted to. And then one day, and this was really, really astounding, because I was not expecting it. I was not hoping to see this. It was, it was so, so unpredictable. That day, we were over at one of our friends' house, and I believe you were there. Um, his first name is um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I used to call him Meatball, but uh, anyway. We were over at meatballs house and uh, we were sitting in his, in his deck on his deck. And there were several people there, and we all very highly educated, you know doctors, medical doctors, uh, the first uh, female judge of, of Colombia and South America. And I brought up the subject that uh, the doctor that lived here and practiced here in the United States, because his sister was here on vacation, the, the uh, judge. Uh, and she, uh, I brought up the subject again about the time that he was in his ranch uh, house in, uh, in Colombia, South America. And all of a sudden, this red ball, he was a child at the time, this red ball started chasing him.
0: Like a red, and- a red ball of light? In a field, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Or was it was at night?
1: Yeah, it was at night, and, I, and it was uh, and he, he was running around the the. the I guess the. Uh, I don't know what would you call it. Farm. Uh, no, the surrounding deck of this house. That that has Holy a g- name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing was following him, and he kept on running. And for the ball, apparently, it was a big ball. It wasn't just a small orb. It was a pretty big from what he described and 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 then they said that they started praying because they were scared that this thing this thing was going to get them and it went away and what was interesting enough, you know, how people make up things, you know, and, or they uh, remember things differently as a child, you know. Uh, but what was very interesting about the whole scenario was that his sister, the judge, was there visiting from South America. And she she agreed. She uh, approved. Uh,
0: she validated the story
1: validated the story exactly. She validated the story. And we're talking about very intelligent people. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, and there's a lot of people that, that uh, talk about these things. And you wonder, you know, if they're just seeing, they're imagining what they're seeing. But we're talking about intelligent people here. We're not talking about credible, you know, you credible people that... That, that um, may say something that you know. You question it. No, no, there was nothing to question. And all of a sudden, this is this is the this is when I became the whole thing became weird. All of a sudden, I happened to look to my right. Well, sitting on the deck at night, I looked to my right, and far in the distance, I saw this round, white light, and it moves rapidly from right to left at an incredible speed and it it was very shiny even though it was far away and then I was I wanted somebody else to see it because I said "I, I need somebody to see this you know I want to to confirm that I'm not the only one seeing this so I spoke to the doctor that was there the uh the one who had been followed by the light and I said look but even by the time I said look the thing had already crossed but amazingly enough it was winter time and there was a dry tree and the light from this object that was so far away happened to shine through the tree and my friend the doctor said i saw it i saw it but it was gone and i said well this is the first time that i actually see a ufo which now they're called aerial." Uh, what do what what they call now Rick, Ricky uh, you should know the yeah, name so they, they call are.
0: them Un- Unidentified Aerial Phenomena which,
1: you know, I don't like that I like to stick to the old UFO uh, which was coined many years ago um, the first time it was or the first time that a UFO was documented uh, it, uh, the guy that was flying the plane uh, Kenneth Arnold I believe it was right. he uh, called it a flying saucers mm-hmm. but then further down the line I don't know when they finally said ufos and then you know maybe i'm old-fashioned i don't know but i like ufos better i like that word ufo the other one seems to maybe it's a way of disclosing it in a in a, in a lighter way to the public that we are that they're here and they're visiting us maybe it's a, it's a way to disclose it in other terms so people uh view it from a different angle but it's still a UFO. Right. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that they're not really UFOs anymore. They are identified flying objects. Right. We still don't know. Uh, exactly what it is Uh, i mean i'm sure there are many people who know what they are but the public has to be fed this and i saw this in a show recently and i totally agree and i have always thought the same thing because amazingly the things that i already see on documentaries uh, i already know i've already thought about them i just hear myself talking again when they say it you know these this this phenomenon that we call ufo ufos has to be fed very slowly to the public because if not there's no telling what will happen you know if 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 the poet is told look this is for real and there was a, a, a show that you told me about that I saw, and there were two very interesting persons, one who had graduated from Harvard, who was the host, and a doctor that had graduated from Stanford University in, uh, in California, two very intel- intellectual individuals. And they were saying, yes, they're real, you know, they're here. And they were saying uh, what had happened, you know, how they had, Come in contact with him with, with with people who knew more about him and, and things that that he was that he he didn't even want to talk about because the disclosure is yet being fed slowly to the public because imagine that will cost havoc and mayhem you know there's there's no telling how people will react to this it has to be very slowly and you can see that even in in the vatican the catholic church they have finally accepted the possibility of the existence of ufos and this was many years ago
0: oh man they've been on they've been in on it for a long time i mean they have have observatories for goodness sake
1: yeah exactly and god knows what they have in their files that we don't know about because the vatican you know they got a library full of artifacts not only books but artifacts of things that are unknown to us they have to keep it secret because it, it, it could destroy the religion you know and of course that's the last thing that the vatican wants you know but eventually it'll it'll come out because we need to know we need to know the public needs to know what is going on because this is this is the most this could be the most important thing of the whole century of the, of the history of the world mm-hmm. and it's, if you go back in time when you see all these other civilizations that we wonder well how could they do this you know and of course one of the biggest one, one of the biggest known one to the public is the famous pyramids of Giza you know how were those things done how, how could human beings put that together. We couldn't do it now. And they had chambers inside. How on earth did they put chambers inside of a pyramid? My gosh. And and there's
0: still ones that haven't even been opened up yet.
1: That's right. We keep on finding more and more of these things that that the main ones were aligned with certain stars so we wonder if uh, like they have they have uh, said could this have been some type of uh, electricity producing plant and we we underestimate you know we think that we are the ones who are advanced and the rest uh, all the other civilizations were were primitive but we do not know that you know they may have been as advanced as we are or more but you know through time uh, erosion and diseases and changes in climate changed the uh, those places the people die off because of famine or or uh, diseases, smallpox, you know, which killed a lot of people in the new world when the conquistadores came, you know. So there's a lot of things that that remain secret to us and soon, very soon, hopefully this year I, I, I think we'll, I believe that we're finally gonna get some more, more information regarding what's, what's going on because it's a major step in, ma- in mankind and as they said, they will not fully disclose what they know because as I've seen in documentaries we may have technology now already which is quite obvious that is not from this world and the last thing that we want to do is leak that technology to our adversaries we want to keep that technology for us so that we can protect ourselves from people who want to hurt this country so there are things that we will never know because of that but at least we will finally know that it is real. You know, it's not going to be debunked anymore. They're not going to laugh at you anymore when you say aliens. It's going to be, it's, things are going to change. And things I believe are going to change for the better. Look at look at right now, we're talking through a cell phone. Uh, we have uh, wrist phones now. You know, that whole thing that as a kid I dreamed of when I, when I saw, when, when I read the comic books on Dick Tracy, you know, I always dreamed of having one of those uh, phones on my wrist that I could communicate with people, you know, and everybody said, oh, you're crazy, you know, you know, because I always had this thing of the future, you know, that things were possible, and sure enough, you know, I- I've been fortunate to live to see it, That now we can communicate with a watch in our wrist, which was something from the comics, and the comics, you know, and, and Jules Verne, Jules Verne was an incredible person, he forced, he's foresaw the future, you know, about man landing on the moon and and, and diving underwater with uh, tanks, you know, it's it's it's. he saw the future Nostradamus, he saw the future Leonardo da Vinci, he's they said that he went into a cave and he disappeared for I don't know how long, and he came out with all these that we're seeing today, you know uh, even even in one of the holy pictures of the Virgin Mary, you can see a, a little flying saucer in the background, so he knew something Thing. And and he was the one who uh, pretty much uh, came up with the idea of helicopters and I believe submarines too, you know. So he had some type of a vision in that cave who gave him a view of the future. And that future is now. We are seeing all that now. We're seeing nuclear submarines. We're seeing attack helicopters, things that were unbelievable, you know, to the people of those ages who also probably made fun of him. Like they make fun that, like they have... This and making fun of me and those who are true believers in ufos but the time is now the time is near the time will come when all this will be proven and we will not be made fun of anymore and they will not be able to debunk it anymore anything else would you like me to add at this point ricky
0: well, i mean i agree 100 percent with everything that you've been saying and i think now more than ever with all this technology that we have, it's going to be undeniable. The evidence is going to be undeniable because we're going to have it on video in HD. We're going to have it instantly broadcast to the world through the internet. You know, so I agree in that this may be the year finally of the Hot Tamale.
1: Yeah, (laughs) as they say
0: i didn't hear what you said what'd you say
1: and the big tamale yeah
0: (laughs) it's gonna be the hot the hot tamale of the century you know and i think it's very interesting that you were talking about you know just how how advanced we've gotten in such a short amount of time i mean you're talking about you read dick tracy and this was in the 60s right you know not even 30 or 40 years have got or you know what 40 Fifty years have yep. gone past, and this a reality. Yep. All of these yeah. things that were science fiction are now yeah. science fact. Yeah, you know, and I think maybe in a way that trickling has is going to prepare us for what the next big thing is going to be, because yeah, because yeah. Uh, maybe we may need to. Have uh, reference to this technology in order to even be able to begin to understand what it is that is going to be presented to us in the near future.
1: Yeah, I said we need to be prepared because this is this is going to be tremendous. The advances in technology, as you know it, even to us, the uh, common people, not associated with any uh, affiliated with any of these groups of of, of people that keep it hit, that, that keep the truth hit. But it's going to come to us, and we're going to we're it every day. I mean, uh, I'll give you, a you know, a simple example is uh, a camera. You have a camera now in your pocket that is better than a camera that you could have used 10 years ago. And now you have it in your pocket on your phone. What is that, my friend? You know, I mean, this is not something that you just pulled out of the air and decided to make a chip. You know, where did this come from? You know, I know we have a lot of smart people and, uh, and, and the world, you know, have no out. I mean, they're geniuses, and they can come out with a whole bunch of things. But where was the starting point of all this? You know, I don't think you can just one day say, "Okay, I'm going to make a stealth plane. I'm going to make a cell phone, and you'll be able to talk to somebody and see them at the same time." You know, when I see that, and it reminds me very much, which is kind of funny in a way, uh, satirical, if you would say. What I would say that uh, back in the days uh, when I went to. Uh, when we went to uh, Disney World in Florida uh, at Epcot, there was that, that big ball that you see that is famous, you know, that, that's, that's what represents Epcot. But inside that ball, uh, there was an, an attraction that you would ride, a uh, like a little train type thing, you know, and you would ride up. And then as you went up, you would see primitive men, you know, and, and different stages of history. Of com- as we, yeah,
0: have communication through, of, of, of how people communicated through the ages I think it was remember they had the guy yeah. in the chariot yeah and then... and then
1: towards the end of that first phase of the roller coaster you would call it um you would see two children uh talking about their homework and things that they did during the day and one I think it was a little girl was on one side of a television and a little girl was on the other side of the television in different places you know far away from each other and they were talking through the phone I mean through the television Vision And that was something that you would say, wow, that's that's incredible. And you know what? They had to take that out. You know, uh, it was many years ago when we went back and saw it. They took out that part. You know why? Because it became real. Now we can do it. We can sit on a cell phone or we can sit on a chair and use a cell phone or we can use a computer and discuss things with people thousands of miles away as if they were right here. And that's unbelievable. you in the first computers came out, the internet uh, which was made public, I remember clearly that your mother tried to talk with her sister through the computer because it was the first time that was slightly possible and you could barely hear the conversation and, uh, you, you know you would hear a word here, there, you know, and now look now we can hear ourselves clearly through the internet and see ourselves clearly in color through the internet and that was, Ricky, that was, that was in that- long ago. And now look, in such a short period, I can turn my phone now and see you and you can see me. You know, that is totally incredible. How can the human mind come up with that? possible but questionable we had some assistance we must have had some type of assistance for this to be possible
0: now do you believe that it could be like what Philip j corso said in the book the day after roswell that it was pieces of the craft and pieces within it that got distributed to the biggest industrial names like westinghouse and raytheon and uh lockheed martin and all these guys reverse engineered these things and that's why you know slowly it trickled into the mainstream by selling off patents and things and that's why we're at the level today it's like a baby version of whatever the advanced things that are probably even still light years ahead of what we have now do you think Uh, that's a possibility? Oh,
1: oh I don't think it's a possibility I know it's a probability as as you well know when when the crash occurred in Rossville uh, it was immediately we knew about it immediately it came out in the newspapers in a crash But the people were not ready for that. So they immediately debunked it by saying there was a weather balloon that had come down. And the people, uh, I believe the ranchers or whoever that owned the farm, I'm pretty sure they were told to keep quiet or else, you know, because this was too much to absorb. You know, I don't think that there had been another crash before that uh, had, had raised the first time the suspicion that we were not alone and people were not ready to hear that. I mean, it, it'd be something that, that would have been... Look what happened with... Uh, who was the, the guy, the famous guy who... Uh, Orson Welles? Was it Orson Welles that wrote The War of the Worlds or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. Look what happened. He broadcasted, and after that, he broadcasted without commercials. He broadcasted straight. You know, at first he may have said, okay, this is a fantasy story or whatever, you know, but after that, there were no commercials during his whole story. So when people tuned in on the radio back in the days, they were convinced that we were being invaded. And there were people who actually, if I'm not mistaken, that committed suicide from the fear that we were being invaded. What I'm trying to say is that this has to be told very slowly. And perhaps that was uh, a preview uh, thing that was, was, was observed that we need to tell the public very slowly because look, this guy comes out with this this story which he made up, and people are actually killing themselves because they are afraid. You know, so of course. Um, all, all the knowers, those who know, had to say, "Okay, this this has to go out slowly because look what happened with a fictional story. So imagine if we can present the truth to the people, they wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. It'd be too much." You know, but- it's very it's
0: very interesting. You just sorry to interrupt, but you just made me think about something. You know, what if the whole thing with Orson Welles and the War of the World was a test to see how people would react? Because there's no other way of finding that out unless you make it seem real right maybe it could have been done on purpose to see the reaction sure enough look at the hysteria that it caused because i'm sure if the same thing would happen now the same thing would happen mass hysteria people freak out because it's scary the unknown is scary anyway sorry to interrupt go ahead with what you were saying
1: the other thing i wanted to say uh that's similar to people panicking uh, was uh if you may recall not too long ago maybe a A couple of years ago or so, you know how North Korea has been testing the inter-ballistic missiles? There was supposedly, supposedly, when there was a change and shift of the people who are... are um in charge of alerting the public of a possible disaster in the making you know whether human uh cost or uh, natural disasters there was a, a mistake supposedly that they said that a missile was on the way to some hawaiian island some inter-ballistic missile was on the way you know to take cover and i think that was a test too to see how people would react yeah and People reacted, you may remember the story, uh, it was incredible. I mean, the fathers were sticking their children inside, what do you call those septic tanks that you see on the street, those those holes The man with, holes. with uh, metal cover. Yeah. They were sticking their kids in there because they didn't know what else to do, where else to take cover. Where are you going to take cover when it's going to be a nuclear blast? And then later they came out and said, oh, oh that was a mistake. You know, it was a uh, change in the shift, and that's what caused it. It was a total mistake. I'm, I'm not really sure if that was a, a mistake. Maybe it was to see how people would react in yeah. case there was a, a nuclear uh, threat or, or, or a nuclear attack, you know? And and that was just a proving ground. And and you're right. Orson Welles may have done it on purpose, or, or was told to do it on uh-huh. purpose, just to see how people would react. And look how they react. So again, I must say that people need to be prepared slowly, because not everybody is open and to that fact. Even very intelligent people have laughed at me when I have mentioned the thing about aliens. I was once at a dinner in Florida with family members, and they were trying to make fun of me, and they said, well, what do you think about aliens, you know? And I said, yeah, I said, well, aliens are coming from different countries right now into the United States, because if you look up the definition of aliens, that means somebody who comes from a different country and enters the United States. So I just changed the topic so that that he would not make fun of me because I knew where he was going And I kind of cut his joke when I said, yeah, we're being visited by aliens from other countries. I am tired of people making fun of me and, and, and of the whole UFO society, that this is not real. We're being debunked constantly. But now finally, the truth will come out and the truth is coming out, yeah. but slowly, slowly. So that when it does come out totally, when it's disclosed completely, we'll say, okay. It's all right. You know, we have to deal with it and and live with it. And From what I've seen, so for these uh, entities or whatever they are, they're not malicious. What what, What's the word? Malevolent. Uh, They don't mean harm. Perhaps they want to help us and they want to prevent us from destroying ourselves for some reason. Because as as you well know, there have been cases. There was a famous case in England in one of the uh, air bases that was debunked for years, you know, where there was a sighting of ufos and they were able i think even here in the united states the ufos were able to um deactivate the uh atomic missiles from possibly being launched and each missile had a different system so they were all turned off by a ufo and for years you know that story was told that no it was a lighthouse because these guys went out to the woods they saw some light and they only had a, a, a tape recorder they didn't have any camera or anything you could hear them talking and, and, and that that a craft that landed and and you know it was debunked oh it was uh like i said like a, the light being from a lighthouse that wasn't too far away. Way. And that didn't make any sense. I mean, we're talking about soldiers, military guys. They know if it's a light beam or not. And it, it took years for them to finally say, yes, there was an object that landed, you know. And the strange thing about that particular object, which raises a number, is that it had some letters on it. They were able to decipher it. It says something to the nature of intraplanetary observation. So they, they even thought, well, is this something that came from the future? Was this a time? machine, you know, because, and they're exploring uh, what happened in the past and you know, that's just, that's very interesting too, time travel and, and these uh, these UFOs uh, have been able to figure out how to time travel
0: Well, interdimensional uh, travel also you know, which is yeah, both
1: and, and, Yeah, and wormholes, you know, because they may be hundreds of thousands or millions of light years away and they can come here with what it will take you maybe to cross the street because they they know how to open portals, how to open wormholes and get here quickly. Because if not, by the time they got here, even if they had the technology, uh, they'd be dead, you know, because it would take so long. By bending time and space, they can just come here. in a blink, blink of an eye. Yeah, and that would be tremendous for us if we already don't know it. You know, I mean, there's some people who probably already are aware of it uh, and even know how to use it, perhaps, because you have seen uh, one of the things that comes to mind immediately, whether it was it was real or not, was the famous, uh, was it the Charlie Chaplin uh, circus that uh, the movie uh, where you see this uh, lady that is uh, it, this is this way way in the last century, early in the last century when they uh, came out with black and white film, you see a lady walking around holding what appears uh, holding to her ear what appears to be a cell phone.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that.
1: Yeah. And then they said, well, it could have been that back then they used these sort uh, things to amplify the noise that looked like a little, what do you call it, an uh, uh, amplifier, you know, like when you when you use some kind of a tube and you put it to your ear so it amplifies the noise, you know. Mm-hmm. And they said, it could be that, but you cannot see it. Those were pretty big. You should have been able to see it that was what she was using. But you see her walking around as if she's talking on a cell phone. But you have to understand that if there is time travel, that's a very delicate subject. Because if you change anything in the past, you're gonna change the future. That's something that if whoever escaped, because I don't believe in time. Time does not exist. We make up time. So I I believe time is a continuum. So the the past, the present, the future are all occurring at the same time. So if these people in the future can turn to all us and influence us then that could be catastrophic because it will change the course of what should happen we will go into another they could drive us into another dimension and you you saw that uh, you were the one who brought it up to me which was very interesting and even to this day i see it in different things but you gave the perfect example and i even asked my friends who are very intelligent uh, and uh, when you asked me about the monopoly game whether the character had a uh, monocular on his eye. And most people say, yes, he did. But when you actually look at the Monopoly game, he did not have a monocular. So what happened there? Was there a ripple in time? Did somebody come back and change it? And that's why some of us remember seeing a monocular and there is some one.
0: They call it the Mandela effect. And that's uh, they call it that because there's people that allege that back in the 1980s, a newspaper headline that came out that Mandela had died while in prison. And uh, Uh in fact, as we all know, he did not die in prison but there's people who have a vivid memory of that actually happening and it was undeniable for them but there's no evidence of it and there's a million other little things like what we were just talking about and the monocle from the monopoly guy they say that the kit kat bar had a dash in between it and there's there's never been a dash uh, yeah. the fruit of the loom logo so i used to have a cornucopia which that's that's the one that i'm convinced is the mandela effect because i remember the cornucopia and then you look into the history of the brand and the logo and it's never had one and i just you know i'm convinced that is a ripple in time can i make one quick comment before we continue with this i just wanted to yeah. let people know that the case that you were talking about before the one in england if they want to look into it a little bit more it's called the Rendlesham forest incident okay. uh, that's the one that uh, you were talking about the UFO actually landed and someone actually touched it I believe touching yeah. the, what allegedly were hieroglyphs and you said it said interplanetary that's super interesting I didn't know that what, what, what did it say?
1: It, it says something to the nature of interplanetary exploration oh, okay yeah and, and then this guy also wrote down he had this uh, and maybe that's where it came out I don't know I don't remember but he later went on to write down uh, binary numbers you know like 1001 one 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 zero zero. Uh-huh. Then when he looked it up, and he was just doing this at random. he had he, he just had the he uh, was influenced. He had the urge to do that for some reason. Then when it was actually uh, decoded, it had a lot of information that was perhaps uh, that was relevant to this to this uh, object that had landed. You know, so there was a lot more to it than we were told initially. But again, disclosure is coming, and and they and they have said you know, and, and that was one of the things in that documentary, that, that little tiny uh, thing that you sent me about the uh, military, uh, well, the doctor and, uh, that, that had been brought objects uh, to, for him to explore and told him, okay, you know, you need to stop seeing patients. You need to examine this. It's, it, it, it's baffling. Uh, uh, it's very Everything is baffling, but it's starting to organize itself. You know, we're seeing more organization and all these uh, things that people have been saying for decades, for years, uh, that, that, that yes, it is true. Like I said, that particular thing that you sent me was very interesting and I would recommend that people will see it, perhaps you remember.
0: What was it? Uh, again, try to describe it so I can try to th- remember.
1: Yeah, you sent it to me, and there was uh, this guy that was uh, on Fox News, and there was uh, this uh, host that was interviewing a medical doctor from Stanford. Oh,
0: that was uh, Tucker Carlson, I think, and he was interviewing... Um what was his name yeah I know exactly who you're talking about I can't think of
1: that, the guy's name that, that was excellent I mean they were, they were I was just trying to quote something about it but it left my mind uh, something that they said but I would strongly recommend that that people see that because oh yeah what I was going to say was that he recommended there that if you see these objects do not touch them because oh, right because so the, uh, apparently they give off radiation and that radiation can, can cause damage to your brain and of course even burning, you know you radiation and the famous case the other famous case of uh, again I don't know the name because you know that I, I just see things and I just remember them but it was the uh, the case of the guy who got lost in the forest, and I'm sure you remember it was a very famous case uh, that they were actually working together. I think they were lumberjacks or something, and uh, one of the guys they, they see this thing coming down, this UFO, this light, and they try to take cover. But one of them, he decides to go uh, near it, you know, and he gets uh, all of a sudden uh, this beam comes down from the saucer, and it it uh zooms him up, you know, it takes some anti-gravity, just sucks him in, you know, and then the police got involved, I, I saw this uh, on one of the documentaries recently uh, it, it was more explicit, they explained more than what I had heard before, um, and they said that, uh, they had actually taken him up in the craft and what had happened was that he had come so near to the spaceship that he went into cardiac arrest and technically died, so they beamed them up and they were able to bring him back to life but the others that were left behind the ones that hid and the police got involved, they were even being accused of uh, of having murdered him because nobody believed what they were saying, you know, and then I think it was like five days later he reappears and um, he tells the story and of course nobody would believe it, you know, but he, he actually died because of coming in contact or coming very close to the object which had. Passed. they use uh, radiation to some extent for their anti-gravity effects, you know, because obviously uh, their propulsion is is incredible. It's not something you want to touch, you want to stay away from, and that's what was said in in that show that that I was telling you about. And 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 again, I recommend the audience, your audience, to see that because it's very interesting to see those two highly educated persons talking about something that two years ago they probably would not have said. So yeah, if you can remember the name of it, the exact name of that and I, I know I, I still have it on my cell phone. He sent it to me. Uh, but that was amazing to hear what the things that they had to say. It was it was just incredible. Yeah,
0: because I think the guy had actually investigated cases where there were yeah. several people that had been affected somehow yeah. psychologically and physically by whatever it was that they ran into, which that's really unfortunate if that's the case. You know, because yeah. man, I would like to get up close and see that thing up close. You know, just thinking that it's dangerous kind of dampens that a little bit. On that same token, I think what if it's also bullshit that's being fed to us through the news to make us fear this thing? And that's, and that's one of my concerns is that when this thing does break through, are they going to present it as these are friendly beings that have come here to help mankind? Or are they going to do like everything else, make them seem like they're an enemy and now we have another adversary to deal with? And that might not be the case because as you know, they always spin things the Way they want. So we don't know for sure what's the truth and what's not the truth.
1: You also have to think that if they are so advanced in technology with the things that they can do, if they wanted to, they would have wiped us off a long time ago. You know? So why would that have bad intentions? If they had bad intentions, we wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. It would be just nothing that we have. There's no military arsenal, there's no military weapons that could attack.
0: Yeah, look at the Nimitz incident. I mean, they, the most advanced fighter jets in the world, it was playing with them up there in the air.
1: Then they came back for a short time. They came back to debunk it and say, oh, the cameras on those planes are old. So maybe that's why, you know, it takes a death thing. Get out of here. You're going to tell me that a fighter playing with the ultimate technology that their cameras are going to be faulty, you know? It's, it's laughable,
0: yeah. but that's what they feed to everyone.
1: Yeah, because they're, they're scared of People may react. And you may remember, I don't know, this is another one that you can find it in, uh, I think, YouTube. You can Google it. It was very interesting to me and even to a friend uh, because he even called, I told him about it. You, you remember when CNN News had the coverage every half hour, they would say the same thing or add some new news to it. You know, it, it was a constant a feed of, of news. And uh, anyway, that was back in the uh, 90s, I believe. Ted Turner first, uh, uh, I believe it was in the 90s when he first created CNN, which was a, a phenomenal, but they've changed it very much since then. But back then it was just a, a continuous feed of news 24 hours, you know. And um, on one occasion I, I saw it, the shuttle, the space shuttle, was going to land in a certain place, and three lights came out, out of nowhere. And they changed the uh the place of uh landing of the shuttle because they did not know what those three lights were and they were they were seen clearly on the video that they took of it and i told uh, anthony about it but they had already taken it out but somebody that he knew had some connection with cnn and they called and said could you please replay that and they replayed it and anthony saw and he was also uh mesmerized with that because obviously i mean if you gonna change the landing of a space shuttle it's gotta be for a very good reason you know back then and then later they came out with debunking it that it was something in space that reflected you know how it is yeah right? yeah
0: so, yeah just a bunch so, of yeah. misinformation
1: yeah but uh, it was uh, and, and it kind of leaked out because they probably would not have wanted the people to see it or know that the space shuttle had to be redirected because of that because they didn't know what it was
0: you know what's really funny is that you saw it on CNN but I saw that clip first on Fox News and found it online and now Coincidentally, when you go to search for anything UFO related on YouTube, you can't find any of the videos you used to be able to find really easily. And that one video in particular of that short segment, because it shows a triangle formation of white orb under, uh-huh. underneath the shuttle, and they show it for a few seconds, you know, and for a, yeah. and for a newscast, just a little segment. It was a long time that they showed that. I remember, I think, the head of NASA talking about it right after that in like a press conference, and he starts saying things like, we've seen many, many, many of these things things over the years we haven't determined what they are uh, but we know that they have posed no threat to us man that uh, talk about disclo- it's almost like he said that th- he just laid it out on the table but everyone took it very lightly you know like uh, not they didn't dig into what he was saying right but that was clearly a ufo and like you said those things are so timed to the to the millisecond that canceling something like that is uh, really detrimental to the whole mission like they don't know when they're going to be able to land again uh, they have yeah. to cancel that thing that's super dangerous for the yeah. astronauts so like you said it had to be something significant let me finish this and i'll let you continue That i went uh-huh. back to look for that same video man they deleted it and then another and then i f- just recently found it again and i had cousin download it and guess what uh uh-huh. gone it's gone again.
1: Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So, and
0: that was an old thing. That was back in 2006.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a
0: while. It was, a, it was the space shuttle Atlantis. I don't remember what the mission was. I wish I could remember right now. It was STS something, but it was uh, Atlantis, if anyone wants to look that up, 2006. Yeah.
1: Fascinating.
0: And you know what's really interesting also about that same mission is that there was, a, there was an astronaut that during a press conference after landing was talking about the mission, you know? She seemed to be under a lot of pressure. But at some point, she started talking about what's called the EVA, the extravehicular activity, when you go out and you do the spacewalk. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's, she starts talking about going out through the door. And all of a sudden, she starts looking around, and she collapses on the floor, right? And then everyone is around her, and you know people start clapping when she gets up. She continues to talk, and then she passes out again. Mm-hmm. And then they finally get her, and they just take her away. You know, this, I don't know how, I don't know how much attention that was paid to in the news, but I think it's a little coincidental that after one of the biggest, you know, UFO events, if you want to call it that, like in NASA, that one of the astronauts that's talking about the EVA has this episode in front of everyone, you know, like that, that's highly unusual. Because those people are trained to handle any kind of the harshest environment. And I, and I think, in fact, she wasn't, you know, that she wasn't a pilot or anything. You know what she did? I think she was a, a deep sea welder, which is very similar to working in the environment of space, you know, because yeah. you're in a suit, you're doing all this, you're communicating through the radio. So I think that's why she was, in fact, doing the extravehicular activity. She must have been one of the engineers that fixed things on the outside. But she had so much experience in a hostile environment that she was a perfect candidate for it she probably has other qualifications but i don't know I, f- I found that very curious that same mission that they had that thing happen and sh- that happened to her something there was something more to the story than what has been told and, oh, they, yeah. and they're trying to cover it up and that happened very recently
1: from the beginning of space travel uh, i remember in one of the missions i don't remember which one it was but it was early in space missions uh one of the astronauts says uh, santa claus exists all right so- oh
0: Yeah, yeah, we have a Santa Claus, right? I think it was something like that.
1: that nature.
0: And I think also, didn't the moon landing, wasn't there two or three minutes of the broadcast that went missing? Do you remember seeing that when you were a kid, the missing?
1: No, I don't remember that. Okay. But um, yeah, they're still telling uh, what they may have seen on the moon that they didn't it didn't tell us, you know. I mean, it's there's a lot of secrecy behind this, and a lot too has to do with what I said before. You know, we are proving our, our weapons probably due to uh, what do you call it, uh, retro reverse engineering uh, ships. You know, that's how we improve our weapons, and that has to be kept secret because that's our way to basically control the world. Nobody can attack us. So, whatever, there's going to be a certain amount of information that we will never know because it is. Important
0: for our military. Well, thanks, Dad, for being on the show today and taking the time to share all your stories with us. I'm looking forward to talking about those topics that you mentioned in the next episode. And until next time, go out there and find the truth. Bye Uh, for now. All right, until next time. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. If you're a fan of the show and would like to see me dedicate more time to this than my day job, And you'll also help feed the two ferocious barking cryptids here. Please visit the Patreon link at patreon.com backslash Mysteries. You can drop us a line at Mysteries at gmail.com. If you have anything you'd like to share, and maybe we'll have you on the show. Our photo content is on Instagram and our podcast can be found on Acast. Until then, I'm looking forward to seeing you all next time on Ricky's Mysteries and the Supernatural. Now get out there and find the truth.